course, my name is Isabel Sesson, and throughout this entire podcast, I will be talking all about social movements. How are they formed, what makes them successful, and so on and so forth. Today, specifically, I will be talking about Yo Soy 132, which is a social movement in Mexico. we are going to dive right into why this movement was formed. Leading up to the formation of this movement, the media in Mexico was heavily biased in support of Enrique Peña Nieto, the presidential candidate from the Revolutionary Institutional Party, or El Partido Revolucionario Institucional. In 2012, he decided to visit Iberoamericana University, but was met with protest by the students. protest? Well, that's because Enrique Peña Nieto was Mexico's state governor from 2005 to 2011. In 2006, civil unrest in San Salvador, Atenco, occurred. There was a protest movement, which is different from Yo Soy 132, but nonetheless opposing the plan to build an airport in the town. As a result, police prevented a group of 60 flower vendors from selling at a local market. This increased the movement and the anger of the citizens. The police used violence and many were arrested. Enrique Peña Nieto asked the president Vicente Fox for the support of federal forces. This led to the death of two protesters and many women ended up being sexually assaulted by the police. After this incident, Enrique Peña Nieto still stood by his decision to authorize force and lied to the public by saying those who had violated human rights were brought to justice. This has heavily damaged his reputation and decreased his number of supporters. After his visit to the university in 2012, hoping to gain support, he left after not being able to firmly get his ideas across or acknowledged. Many media outlets who support Enrique Peña Nieto created a false narrative by saying that the visit was successful. One article was even titled, Success for Peña at the Ibero in Spite of Planned Boycott Intent. Personally, I feel like students protesting against you and your ideas should not be considered success, and the students agree with me. After being diminished by media outlets, 131 students created a video proving that their protest was real and legitimate. They explained how the media was reporting falsely. The support of this video sparked the beginning of the movement Yo Soy 132, which is what we are talking about today. The people who support the message of the video and the original protest at the university have dubbed themselves 132, under the hashtag IAM132 or YoSoy132, thus creating a movement. There is even some reference to the movement as the Mexican Spring, similar to the Arab Spring, where social networking, done primarily by young citizens, became a catalyst for the creation. Peña Nieto's visit to the university, Yo Soy 132 supporters rallied against the media bias favoring him. 
This rally took place at the Estela de Luz Monument in Mexico City, which holds historical importance. Now I will play a video of the rally. In the video, the protesters are marching together, chanting, El pueblo consciente se une al contingente. This translates to, the conscious people unite the contingent. They are essentially protesting and chanting for unbiased information and media so that individuals can make informed decisions. Something interesting that I'd like to know is the demographic of the main protesters. The people who originally started this movement were students. The Iberoamericana University is a private university in Mexico City, and many privileged citizens attend the school. Most civic and political engagement in general is influenced by education and income. The students seeking some form of higher education at a private university became a catalyst for the movement and ultimately started it. Now you might be wondering, what really is a social movement? To explain a social movement a little more in depth, beware, this definition is a little wordy. It is essentially a collective, organized, sustained, and unconstitutional challenge to authorities, power holders, or cultural beliefs and practices. This boils down to an organized group that challenges those with power or authority. The reason why I have this definition and know it is because of my interest in the topic of social movements. One summer, I took a college course called Political Action and Public Policy at American University, which included a lot of information about social movements, among other things. I learned how political engagement and participation can have a large effect on policy. We covered many different social movements in the United States, like the Gay Liberation Movement, Civil Rights Movement, Environmental Justice Movement, Occupy Wall Street, and I even did a research paper about the Me Too movement, which is pretty similar to Yo Soy 132 in the way that solidarity is increased under a hashtag. Funnily enough, the reason why I know about Yo Soy 132 is because when I was writing my research paper, one of the student examples given by the teacher was about Yo Soy 132. The definition of a social movement applies to Yo Soy 132 because the group first created by students, then supported by citizens through social networks, has clear grievances and wishes to challenge the standing government in Mexico. Part of the manifesto goes as follows, quote, We are a nonpartisan movement made up by citizens. As such, we do not express signs of support to any candidate or political party, but we respect the plurality and diversity of the members of this movement. 
Our desires and demands focus on the defense of freedom of expression and the right to have access to information, with the understanding that both of these are essential to form a conscientious and participatory citizenry. End quote. To be seen as more organized, Yosoi 132 has decided to not limit its members to a specific political party, but has more of a broad goal. Their aims are to ease Mexico into becoming more of a democracy into fully a democratic state. They hope to receive unbiased information from the media and institute a democratic electoral process with fair and informed elections. The unbiased information is a specific grievance stemming from the original protest at the university because the Guardian confirmed that Enrique Peña Nieto had bribed publications to positively portray him and his policies. The way of achieving their goals, according to Yosoy 132, is for ultimately every citizen in Mexico to have the right to access unbiased information and the right to freedom of speech. achievements of this movement was organizing the first citizen-organized internet broadcast of the presidential debate held in June of 2012. Social networking and the internet are huge parts of this movement. It is how they get their message across to so many citizens. It is where they share their ideas and fight for their grievances. One student, Anna Ramon, said, quote, we were born on the internet in social networks. It's pretty much what we have for breakfast, what we eat, end quote. Broadcasting the presidential debate on the internet shows the students' determination and power. By doing this, they are demanding to be taken seriously and acknowledged. They are showing many Mexican citizens what it is like to be a democracy and to democratize the media. comparison to the Umbrella Movement discussed in a previous episode, these movements are somewhat similar. Both are fighting for democracy. While the Umbrella Movement was fighting for the right to choose their chief executive and stray away from mainland China, Yosoi 132 mainly fought for the right to access unbiased media to create informed decisions. These two movements go to show how broad of a term democracy is. Ultimately, democracy is when the people have the power. In the case of Hong Kong, they wanted independence from mainland China and the ability to rule themselves as they please. In Mexico, Yosoy 132 is fighting for the right to have informed and fair elections by having access to unbiased information. efforts and events organized by Yosoy 132 were successful and impactful. Ultimately, the movement did not achieve long-term success. They were able to unveil the media bias towards Enrique Peña Nieto and create an organization with specific grievances, but they couldn't mobilize or organize enough to achieve their long-term goal of the democratization of media in Mexico. 
The movement is still present today, but the grievance was too broad. What I mean by this is that there are so many different perceptions of the grievance. The more supporters the movement gained, the more the identity shifted. Some members within the movement focused on the struggle to achieve democracy and unbiased media, while others focused more on social issues, causing a lot of issues when trying to achieve change. Because the movement was originally founded by students, they lacked experience. They are influenced by the instability and co-optation of student organizations, hence creating an unstable platform. However, on a positive note, this movement symbolizes the beginning of younger citizens becoming more involved in politics and the importance of social media to be heard. A new wave of social movements will come in the form of hashtags, tweets, and videos, all made possible through social media and social networks. There are some arguments that online activism does not carry the same weight as physical activism, but when both are done, it increases the chances of being heard and achieving tangible change. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you had a nice time learning about Yo Soy 132 and how students were able to gain enough attention to spark action. If we use this social movement as, as an example, then there is no telling how much change future social movements can make. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned a little bit more about Mexico. Next episode, we will discuss the Occupy movement, which is prevalent in many countries. Bye!